brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Straw Hut Media. When you were growing up, your parents likely taught you that there were two things you were not to discuss at the dinner table or with guests, religion and politics. Why is that though? Are we so afraid of either our own opinion or the opinion of others that we intentionally avoid the conflict of disagreement? These days, that seems to be the norm. If you find yourself in a political argument, seek the nearest exit. But what if, instead of just exiting, you jump ship completely and became a party animal? Maybe the political path was so rigorous that as you started discovering your sexuality, you realized the party scene was way more your speed. That's Jordan Stavecki, former Obama campaign intern, current it boy. I'm Levi Chambers, and from Straw Hut Media, this is LGBTQ Plus You. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for coming. My name is Jordan Savecki. I'm 24. Just moved to LA in February uh, from New York, originally from DC. Used to work in politics. Then I got to nightlife in New York and now I'm in LA trying to figure out my life. Jordan is, was, the formerly self-appointed it boy of the New York nightlife scene. I maybe would have said that previously but now i'm much more down to earth so okay what would you have to have done I, to get that title in no i mean i would give myself that like you know head twink in charge um for sure nightlife might seem like a silly notion to you but to some it's a serious business and whatever you do don't call them club kids um i just don't i don't know the term is very off-putting for me i prefer socialite jordan went from the political trail to the new york nightlife scene and now he's in LA. It's infamous. It's like, you know, it's more on par with like, not Berlin, but like, you know, LA is not on the same spectrum. Right. Like in New York, you have like Amanda Lepore, like people mm -hmm. who are like always icon. seen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. LA is different. I mean, there's certainly like nightlife icons here, but I feel like LA is essentially rehab for New Yorkers. So you're in rehab is what you're saying. 
Yeah, I just couldn't pay for the real thing. <laughs> he might be in pseudo-rehab now, aka not in rehab at all, but it doesn't change the fact that his background is in politics. I hope this was your look, like with the cross and the nipple ring. <laughs> but Absolutely like for, not. No? <laughs> I wish it was too, but you know, it, you have to like tone everything down. And I think that's why I'm so rebellious and provocative now, because that was like, you, you just put on a facade. And that was, I worked in politics when I was coming out of high school, in high school was my first campaign I interned on. So it was like, I was a much different person. I was like, 18 and living in Virginia and like preppy and like trying to fit into this mold of the person that I wasn't so can you say who it was what that you worked at my the, first campaign was yeah. for Obama yeah. so your image is very provocative but behind the scenes you really enjoyed interning on the Obama campaign of course yeah to know Jordan just to see Jordan is to know he really owns who he is and it was like all or nothing I'm a faggot. <laughs> Here I am. I don't know. I was always really into fashion, but I kind of like held back. But I mean, it was also a lot more accessible in New York. I just really like all my money would go to designer clothes and just like, you know, like thrifting and just like, I love clothes, truly. But I mean, once I had that wardrobe, it was much easier to like express myself in a proper way. To a lot of people, Jordan might look like a boundary pusher. Whether it be in fashion or in formalities, the words he chooses to describe himself, a certain F word, aren't necessarily ones everybody might find appropriate. But when you're looking to stand out in a noisy world, isn't that the point? I just, I love the word. I don't, it's, it's something I've been called many a time, so I feel like I'm certainly allowed to say it. I'm, I'm sure that's yeah, offensive to some people. I don't know. I just... With my experience being called it, it's like I, when I'm called it, it's because I'm like walking down the street and I'm like, you know, you know, looking like one. It's like, you know, I've always wanted to get it tattooed on me. It's just like a part of me. It's like a part of like my experience. I don't, I don't see any negative connotation with it. I think there's certain words that we shouldn't say, but I just don't want to have such negative connotations with words and like give them that much power. For me, it's a power thing. If you like make it that powerful then you know the debate on words will be ongoing forever what can and can't we say and why but culturally the value of reclaiming a word gives the power back to those who once had the power wielded against them and for a lot of people it's always going to be a hot button topic but shouldn't we measure the impact of a word based on either the injury it might cause or the celebration it may inspire to be proud of the image you've created for yourself including its many nomenclatures, both socially acceptable and not, is what makes us unique. And authenticity is the only way life is worth living. So what does that mean in today's world? People are just in cancel culture. It's like you say one thing. It's like people, you have to understand, people grow, people learn, people go, you know, go through. It's like, yeah, some people should be canceled. Absolutely. But like, you, you got to learn to forgive and like let people progress. Not everyone's at the same place as you. And what about the politics of today's world? Even that can be exhausting. With your experience in politics, I mean, it kind of, you know, forced you into, not forced you, but it inspired you to change your life and kind of, like you said, take a risk, right? Elite. Yeah. How are the politics of today? Like today, you know, Trump said that 
the main reason he doesn't think trans people should be in the military is because they take too many meds. <sighs> like, it's crazy, right? It's a lot. It's I used to be of mind that like I was so offended when people were not engaged, and now I'm kind of. I mean, I am engaged, but I'm so like, like by it all. Like I just like you know, I roll, but. I used to be so engaged and so bothered when people weren't, but I could truly get it now. It's so off-putting, and um, I, you know, it just like blows my mind. I can't even like articulate. <laughs> yeah, you know. But even, but not just for the Republican, with Democrats too. It's like they cannot get their shit together. It's like I don't understand what's going on, and I'm so tired. People are so aligned with one party, and I just I think it's such bullshit. Like, have your own opinions. Don't be such, like, straight ticket. It, you, you can't be that way. Minds don't work that way. You, right. You're not always, You're not going to agree with every policy, and that's what people do, and they, they're just brainwashed. They just watch the news, and they listen to whatever, and, like, they don't make their own opinions. I feel like social media is a, plays a big part in that. It's just, like, everybody is in this society of, like, like you know following each other's ideas not really creating their own and they don't want to offend and i'm just i'm not like that we're in like a retweet society where it's like oh yeah that's my policy (sighs) retweet yeah make your own fucking tweets like (laughs) and in this climate relationships in any environment can be difficult i do get distracted by boys very easily i mean it's natural for me um i got that from my mother she's always um relied on men (laughs) Um, but ideally, no. If it happens, sure. But I don't, everyone I've dated here, it's, it's been nice. But I also like don't like being treated well, and, you know. <laughs> Sometimes in others, we see a desire to be mistreated. There's a fun, playful way of talking about it, as if everyone to a certain degree has their faults and appreciates the faults in others. But as a country, there's a general sense of us being mistreated by the current administration that the LGBTQ plus community is one of the central targets of an entire political party. And for Jordan, his desire to get involved in politics came from his own personal struggles of being mistreated. My childhood was very dark, Um, (laughs) very broken home. Um, My father was in the CIA. He died in like a freak accident on his way home from overseas when I was in like first grade. My mother was like kind of like the center of our family and she like did everything, like held all the holidays, cooked, she was the best cook. And uh, she was like the matriarch of the family, so to speak. Um, And when he died, she kind of like lost it a little. And then my grandmother got cancer. Her mom died a few months later. She really like, you know, sent her into a dark place. Um, And then she met my stepfather and he was very abusive to us both. And um, I had a very, strict upbringing from that point on with him in my life he was military it was like if i put my elbows on the table i was like decked in the face very very strict upbringing so it kind of like i don't know it was it was a lot to deal with as a child when others force us to hide from ourselves within many of us it creates a void that becomes nearly impossible to fill we aren't allowed to exist as we are and are made to live behind a mask fashioned by the choices of others and that's a fashion style no one can wear forever. I mean, because I would, I would go so far as to like every mannerism, the way I moved my hands, the way I spoke, like everything was so contrived, which mentally and physically like will drain you. That's that's advice I have. I don't know if that pertains to New York, but like, don't don't do it. Just like fucking be yourself, because that 
that will really put you in a dark place not a good dark place <laughs> that really was the worst thing for me is just trying to like mask myself it might be a surprise that on the political trail is where he finally decided to take the mask off i got a job on the gubernatorial race in virginia uh, we won i've worked on like seven or eight campaigns throughout virginia then dc and i um, we lost the primary in Northern Virginia, like outside of DC. And I was like terrified to move back home because I was just like becoming comfortable being gay, you know? And like, that was the first time in my life where I didn't, it's not like I went up to everyone like, I, I'm gay. You know, it was the first time I, if it came up, it was, of course, you know? And so it was like a transition period for me. It's amazing what happens when we stop carrying the weight on our shoulders placed by other people. And the person who comes through on the other side of that internal struggle might not make others happy, but it brings joy to the self. There's a photo on your Instagram where you're wearing like, it's like chains sort of, but on your face and it kind of covers your eyes, your mm -hmm. nose, your mouth, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Like it would not be a functional look. No, no, there's not a lot of functional things about fashion or looks. So would you say <laughs> it's more like suggestive of the persona as opposed to like who you are in reality? It's like my highest form, you know. It's like my idea, like, I mean, I would dress like that every day, absolutely. But, you know, you get a lot of dirty looks. People, people aren't comfortable with themselves. They can't handle that much glamour. Okay, so how does, if this is day wear, how does this affect like your day to day? Like going to it the grocery store? in the best mood. There is nothing I love more than like waking up. I have a, also a thing I love about LA is the space. I have a gorgeous walk-in closet. I like wake up and go in and I'm just like, you know, looking through the rack of like everything that I've collected. And it's like, I my clothes are my babies. Like I collect clothes, like people collect stamps. And I, that's outdated maybe. Very expensive <laughs> I stamps. I don't know what people collect anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, my clothes are everything. Jordan is a walking runway show at all times, but it brings him joy and gives value to his state of being. And really, isn't that the highest goal in life? So you have your, you told me this is your day look. And this is a day look. I mean, it's intense. It's a Gautier button up and a blazer at Thrifton's and Dior pants. Oh my gosh, I love that you're like red carpet ready. Like, who are you wearing tonight? Always. <laughs> but despite finding himself in fashion, what was the thing that put him off of politics? I was very put off by it. And I think that really just like, you know, jaded me. And I did, being 18, working like 12 hour days, like seven, like you work so hard when you're working on campaigns. It's, you have a deadline, you're getting somebody elected. It's not, you, you don't get days off. I mean, yeah, it was, I was working all the time since I was out of high school. Like I graduated and I was like, I got the job on the governor's campaign and my boss was like, take off, like spend some time with your family. You just graduated. I was like, no, I want to start now. Like, I was so into it. I, we were, I was so, you know, determined to move to New York. My family was like, I, my aunt, I grew, like my aunt took me in and my mom like fully lost it. Um, my aunt was like, mm, they're like realists. They're very just like, you know, they've settled on living in Virginia and not, they don't like it, but they just stay there. I don't get it. There's a lot of that like mentality in America. Just like you don't take risks and leaps and they're like, no, it's not going to happen. Like it's just too expensive. Like don't do it. And then I, I did a, I got a job in a week and I moved there with like $500, which is horrifying. Um, and the campaign, we were working against the incumbent, and his name was Michael Grimm. He was indicted on 20 counts of fraud. 
um, and he was facing jail. He was going to go to jail, and uh, he beat us still, even though... And then he went to jail, like, two weeks later, but he... There's even a video of him, like, look it up. It's amazing on YouTube. It's, like, Michael Graham, like, threatening a reporter, and he's, like... The reporter confronts him about the 20 indictments, and he's, like, I'm going to... He didn't know he was being recorded, and you see the reporter's face when he comes back to him, and the reporter's petrified, like, because he's, like, macho Italian, like, Staten Island. He's, like, I'm going to break you in half like a little boy and, like, throw you off the rotunda. They're on Capitol Hill, nonetheless. Just, like, you can't even, like, wrap your mind around it. And he still beat us because it's Staten Island and Southern Brooklyn are incredibly conservative and just, like, this very weird sect of America that's, like, I'm from the South, and even I was thrown off. And from there, for Jordan, it was all or nothing. From social action to socialite. I like really rebelled after that because I was becoming gay, but I was kind of constrained by politics and it was like this weird dynamic and you, you can't post anything on social media and it's all behind the scenes. It's like drugs and like everyone's hooking up and it's just like, yeah, it's a lot. It's like, I would say even crazier than nightlife that I experienced in politics behind the scenes. Um, but in front of the like, the public you have to you know you can't be like that so i think nightlife i was kind of so repressed in politics i was like ready to party and you just needed to do something else yeah escape yeah and that yeah and like i said that was by way of friends because i was going out with my friends all the time and they were getting paid for it i was like well i want to if i'm going out this much like so i started hosting parties and you make great money doing that you yeah absolutely i mean there's so many parties and if you're like on top of your game i mean yeah certainly and if you haven't heard it by now you might be wondering if you're hearing the real jordan stavecki or the jordan he's created i mean certainly you put up nightlife a lot of people have a personality a persona i mean when you drink a little an accent comes on you know <laughs> it happens um but, Lindsay lowen would agree yeah exactly <laughs> she becomes like I armenian love, I, lo- I love it i wish i was that French. committed i get a little russian but that's for my family um i think yeah being in the scene sometimes you know you're partying so much sometimes you get a reputation and that speaks volumes. So did you have a good reputation or a bad reputation? It depends who you talk to. <laughs> it varied. Maybe more on the bad side. Not bad isn't bad, but... Like Taylor Swift bad reputation? Certainly not. <laughs> Even on social media, where everyone assumes that glitz and glam is happening in the moment, every moment, branding is key. You've built up quite like the Instagram following, and I would say your Instagram is very... It's like an... Don't take offense, it's like an artistic rendition of how you would want people to perceive that party person persona, right? Absolutely. It's not like a clear representation of me. I mean, it's social media. Right. It's all a facade. And I'm good at, I know my brand and I know my character that I like to portray. I've like definitely gotten that down. But stepping into a personality in which you feel most comfortable isn't necessarily living in a fabricated world. When you're forced to hide away the majority of your life, Learning that you can create your own highest form of self and step into it is one of the most rewarding things you could achieve. But it's hard to keep anything up forever, even if it's fun. Because change truly is the only constant in anyone's life. New York changes. New York can be like really fun and like, you know, the center of everything. But then it can kind of, it goes through like waves of like, which I think is natural for like progression of anything. It kind of has to suck for a while to be like, the best and that's kind of the point when i left uh, 
I don't know what it's like now. I think also I got older. It's not as f- you you do something for five years and it's not as fun after the fifth year. <laughs> you know, Eric, I've done this. You've done everything. It's like I want to experience new things. There's so much to do in life. But before LA, one of his friends won a season of a certain hit TV show, and it took them around the world. My friend won Drag Race, and we. It was Aquaria, and we, I was her assistant. We toured the world. We went to like 20 countries in the past year, and that was right before I moved to LA. And that was crazy in itself as well. I'd never really traveled that much. 20 countries, amazing. And RuPaul's Drag Race takes people from being drag queens to being superstars. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So was that crazy seeing your friend kind of transcend to that position? I mean, I just, I still view her the same way. She's a dumb bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I always knew it was in the cards for her. Everyone always asked. And even like three years before, I was like, yeah, she's going to win when she goes on. And that was, yeah, she was determined to be on it. Like, you know, I knew her well enough to know. So it was never surprising to me. And finally, he settled in L.A. Maybe settled isn't the right word for someone like Jordan who is constantly on the go. But knowing that the path toward finding himself started in politics, it'd be hard to imagine him never getting the itch to going back. I would get back into politics, but on a different, not working campaigns, more like grassroots for like, maybe something like a fundraising thing for like LGBT rights, something along those lines. So in his words, what can any of us do to get involved in being a force for positive change? Volunteer. <laughs> like. Everybody has a lot of free time. I don't care who you are. You're, you're at one point, you're sitting on your phone, volunteer, I don't know. Write your local congressman, leave him a voicemail. You can do that. I don't, it may not make a difference to you, but actions speak louder than words. I will always be, I won't, that's no, I'm not ever gonna like turn a blind eye to it because I think it's so vital. And like, uh, I just, I think more on like a, local side of it i like wish people focus more on like local elections and stuff um you know not just like nationwide i feel like and i I don't like how people are on social media where they're just like you know social media warriors it's like do something don't don't just sit on you're not doing that much by bitching on social media do something so thank you so much for being here today if uh listeners want to follow along with your journey where can they find you you can find me on Instagram at S-T-A-W-E-C-K-I-X. And then Twitter is Stoecki as well with three X's. Triple X. Triple X. <laughs> it's Pride Month. Not just in our country, but around the world. What does it mean to you or to others to be out and proud? Life, despite a certain set of people trying to make it as such, is definitely not a straight path. It twists and turns and curves and bends. It, like water, is fluid. And the route between two points could take you places you might never have thought you'd find yourself. Maybe politics, maybe nightlife, fashion, or anywhere in between. But regardless of where your life takes you, isn't it about the journey? So today and every day, celebrate you. Celebrate your ups and downs and twists and turns. Celebrate taking the road less traveled. Celebrate all that you've learned along the way. Because deep down, we all know just traversing a trail that's already been blazed by others is super fucking boring. Knock down those walls and leap before you look. Take a chance on yourself. You might fall, 
But what if you fly? LGBTQ Plus You is brought to you by Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to leave us a review. The show can be found all across social media at LGBT, at LGBTQ, and at Pride. Yes, those handles are us. If you'd like to check out more of our great shows, give us a look at strawhutmedia.com. And you can find me on social at Levi Chambers or at Gaiety. Our producers are Will Sterling and Ryan Tillotson. This episode was written, engineered, and edited by Will Sterling. Those fellas can be found at Will Sterling underscore and at Ryan Tillotson. Do you have an interesting LGBTQ plus life story? Email us your adventures in detail at LGBTQ at strawhutmedia.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.